Hey, hey, welcome back to the Joyful Life of KJ podcast. Co-host Bonnie Clapp. I've tried to point to her on my camera. It doesn't really work, right? Hi. Wait, no, I'm still the wrong one. <laughs> welcome oh, back. I decided what our what our tagline is, by the way. Our welcome tagline? to the Joyful Life with Pod with with KJ and Bonnie podcast. Um we are an anti-squaffy, black coffee-affirming podcast of two friends who love Jesus and are on a journey to holy healthy. Except that's not the truth. <laughs> that's only one quarter truth. I've taken over. Oh, man. It's the Joyful Life with Bonnie podcast now. Just kidding. The anti-squaffy podcast. All right. All right. <laughs> well, I'm drinking anti-coffee right now, Dandelions. I never saw this day coming, Bonnie, when my cup would be full of dandelion tea in lieu of my favorite drink. But it's temporary. It's temporary. Is it at least good? It's very good and remarkably tastes a lot like coffee when I add all my trimmy stuff in it. When I add gelatin and when I add sunflower lecithin and I add sweetener and I add... So it's good when I dump a whole bunch of stuff in it and stir it up to mask anything that it used to be before I added all right. the things. It's exactly. Good. Yes, gotcha. exactly. There's a possibility it tastes like coffee if I didn't add those things too, but I'm not going to try it that way. I just Have go you. ahead and make it in healing trimmy version and it tastes like my regular healing trimmy. Have you tried it by itself at no, all? No, I don't plan to. Well, actually, I probably will today. I'm going out for coffee with a friend and I'm going to bring a stick full of my dandy coffee my dandy not coffee coffee so when are you gonna make um squee <laughs> when are you gonna make dandy squee for everyone dandy squee i should yeah. make squandy squandy <laughs> sorry that doesn't sound right i can't call oh it squandy <laughs> i'll have squaffy squandy squee and squawklet hot squawklet <laughs> <laughs> For anybody that doesn't know that is new to this podcast, I like to blend the summer squash into my coffee, and it mm. makes it amazingly creamy and dairy-free cream-aliciousness. And for anybody who is ignorant enough to believe that, we have anti-squaffy campaign stickers available. No, <laughs> Message me on Facebook. I'll get you one. For those of us who live in reality. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I choose not to live in reality because let's face it, reality is not the best place to live. Yeah, not so much. Anymore. There are a lot of better places to live than reality. So today we are going to talk about realistic expectations. I love this topic. I've talked about it a lot in different uh, classes and teachings, but Bonnie and I are going to chat about it today. I think so often in our journey, we set expectations that no human could really, what's the word I'm looking for, Re realistically achieve. We set completely unrealistic expectations for ourselves. For example, when we decide to go on a diet, air quote, I know you can't see me maybe, go on a diet, we get a vision in our head of what perfect look like what healthy may look like and let's face it how often is that attached to a shape 
a particular shape. Maybe it's a celebrity, a person we know, a friend, a lady at church in the choir who sings, and you're like, dang, I wish I was built like her. We <laughs> often get these, you know, expectations of what we're going to look like when we finally get healthy. And we set expectations that are almost impossible to achieve. Not that you can't get there at some point, but we set this expectation, right? That we're going to, I'm going to lose weight by Christmas. I'm going to, I'm going to look like a bombshell. I'm going to be built exactly how I want to be built. I'm going to have the shape I want to have. I'm going to be in a size four. And then we start losing weight and it comes off slower than we expect. It doesn't happen like we want it to. It, you know, maybe it's a half a pound a week, which is a healthy weight loss, by the way, but maybe we're losing a half a pound a week and we're like, you know what? I'm never going to be built the way I want to be built. And instead of being excited about the weight loss that we're happen that's happening and the steps towards our health that is happening, we're discouraged because we've set up this expectation of this idol, this shrine of what is right. And we're trying to achieve that. And when we don't get there, we're discouraged. The same goes for our foods with Trim Healthy Mama. We have expectations. We set up expectations. All right. We're going to talk honest and open about healthy foods here today and Trim Healthy Mama recipes and goodies and cakes and cookies and all that jazz. <coughs> Excuse me. We set up expectations that we're going to make a cake and it's going to be beautiful and it's going to taste just like the cake down at the corner bakery that we always get for our birthday every year and we love so much and our whole family raves over and we're going to make this cake and it's going to be the most amazing thing we've ever eaten in our whole life and then we take a bite and everybody in the room goes silent <laughs> their first bite wait a minute doesn't taste like the cakery down at bob's bakery at all the cakery did i just say cakery you did it was beautiful this doesn't like taste the like the cakery from the bakery this tastes like the sandbox. <laughs> How many sandboxes are you eating? Never mind. I don't want to know. <laughs> it doesn't taste like we expect because we've set up an expectation that our healthy food is going to taste exactly like the food that we're used to eating on a daily basis before from healthy. So that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today, about setting realistic expectations. Don't get me wrong, Trim Healthy Mama has amazing food. There's amazing desserts that you can make. You, your taste buds will change, and we'll talk a little bit about that. There are good, amazing, delicious, healthy foods on Trim Healthy Mama. But if you walk in to your first day on Trim Healthy Mama, expecting the cake to taste like something that came out of box, a box of Little Debbie's, you're going to be sorely disappointed, right? <laughs> and why do you think that that is? Well, for one thing, first and foremost, the foods that we eat on a daily basis pre-treat THM, so regular standard American diet. Scientists develop those foods to... There are food scientists, little mad scientists in a little dark lab with dark lights, green glow. Okay. It's probably not at all what it looks like. Right. They're little goggles. They have like lightning in the background. 
they're in these little offices developing foods that have what's called a bliss point. A point that has the exact amount of salt, sugar, savory, all that stuff, fat, sugar, salt. The content is at a point where your brain says perfect amount of salt, perfect amount of fat, perfect amount of sugar. It's a bliss point where it tastes amazing. Okay. When we're used to eating those foods all the time, we crave that bliss point. That bliss point comes with an addiction property. We, we crave that bliss point. We're not necessarily craving a specific food as much as we're craving the bliss point that comes when we eat that food. When you try to throw in a cake in the middle of eating sugar, that perfect bliss point of sugar, fat, and salt, and then you throw in a cake one day later, of almond flour, erythritol, stevia made from a plant, you know, coconut oil, all of these things that are healthy alternatives to our standard American diet. And you just throw them in and expect them to taste exactly the same. You're going to be very disappointed. You're going to spend two days on plan and go, I'm out. This stuff is no good. It's so important to set ourselves up with expectation that you will learn. I like the expectation of I'm going to learn to love these things because that's exactly what happens. I can now eat a trim healthy mama cake and go, oh my word, this is so good. And my family will go, (laughs) that's the exact reaction. Your expectation is directly attached to I feel your expectation is very much attached to your success. It's so important to set realistic expectations. This is not going to taste like a McDonald's cheeseburger. Now, listen, don't misunderstand. I don't think a McDonald's cheeseburger is the ultimate in deliciousness. But when you are addicted to those foods, when that is the food that you're eating on a daily basis, those cheeseburgers taste mighty good, right? They're, I went through that drive through one too many times. <laughs> Sometimes I'd circle back and get a second cheeseburger or two. <laughs> when my expectation is that it's going to taste exactly the same, it's so far from that. So how, how Bonnie, how do we set realistic expectations? How do we set a, ourselves up for success when things taste so very different? How did you do it with your family? Because your family now can eat those foods and love them where maybe somebody brand new off the street trying Trim Healthy Mama for the first time expecting seeing these foods on the internet saying, "Ooh, look at her beautiful cake. Look at her beautiful this. Look at her beautiful that. And then they go to try it and they think, wait a minute. I don't, this isn't good. So how, how do we guide somebody to learn to love those foods? How do we set those expectations? Oh, you want me to tell you? I do. I'd like Um, to hear from you after I finally shut up after 11 minutes. Well, I do think you're correct in that what we're actually addicted to is the release that we get when we eat those specific foods and what we're not putting into um, our kitchens when we cook, cook or bake with THM recipes is all of the extra added chemicals that they have available in processing. 
which make the bliss point happen. I don't, I don't have a, a stash of uh, whatever it is, 57 consonants in one row in a bottle. And I go, okay, it's time to add in this. And it's going to make it taste just like it does at the store. Like I don't have that at home. So part of that is realizing there will be a difference on what goes on in my mouth from what's on my plate. If I've changed the contents of my recipe and the contents of my food, I have to come to the realistic expectation and see it for what it is. Okay, this particular meal that I've cooked at home is not going to taste like the thing that I used to grab from the freezer section and heat up because it's fresh. It's got, you know, seven ingredients as opposed to 25. It's going to taste different because it doesn't have those add-ins. Okay, I can wrap my head around that and then I can come at this dish fresh and I can say, this is called this, but I'm going to open myself up to a brand new experience and not say, oh, well, it's it's a lasagna. So it's going to taste just like the Stouffer's. No, it, it's not. It, you're not. You're not whoever she is, Stouffer, and you're not at the factory. It's not going to taste just like it. It's going to taste like the lasagna that Bonnie threw together at the last minute for her family. And if I can adjust my brain and my will to say, okay, this is what's on my plate. It's going to taste like tomato. It's going to taste like a little bit of cheese. It's going to taste like a vegetable. And it's going to taste like some meat. Okay, I can deal with that. And then I can explore it for what it is. And the longer that your body, the longer that your brain, the longer that your taste buds have gone without the chemicals of the standard American diet with the, all the add-ins and all the preservatives and all the extra flavoring that come from natural flavors, which is some kind of something crushed up, who knows what from nature. Uh, it's the extract from a beaver butt. Exactly. Or like the crushed up beetles or we're just not getting it. Mm, yeah. American food is weird. <laughs> so the longer you go without the more that your body goes, oh, well, there is a bliss point to be found in nature. There is yeah. a bliss point to be found in the wholesomeness of just using my spice cabinet and just going, okay, well, these are tomatoes that so-and-so at church gave me. I'm going to blend those up and I'm going to throw that in and add some spice and that's going to be my sauce. And there is the undoing of what we've been trained yeah. to think as good there's the undoing and it's stripping all that away and it's coming back to just basic foods, real foods, things that came from nature. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my goodness. And it's almost like a recovery of what we're supposed to be experiencing. Absolutely. Comes on. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think that it's a magical thing. I think it's a stick to itiveness thing. You tell yourself it's just like every other choice you have to make. Okay, in this moment, I'm only living this moment. I have this one choice in front of me. I can choose this, and the results are going to be this. I can choose this, and the results are going to be this. So I can say, I've made this healthy lasagna. It's on my plate in front of me. I'm going to eat it, and this is what's going to fill me until my next fueling time. I can choose to drudgery my way through it comparison through the whole thing mm -hmm. be upset about how it doesn't taste like the preservatives i'm used to blah 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 or i can choose to stop and go 
what's actually going on when I'm tasting this bite of food. And therein is a whole other topic, which we can get to on another day, is what's going on in our brain and our hearts and our minds when we're eating our food. Are we tasting it? Are we experiencing it? Are we enjoying it? Because, I mean, God made a million and one different flavors. They're meant to be enjoyed. Are we actually having the experience that we could be having with it as opposed to just using it as a mechanism for something else that's going on in our heart? But that's a whole other other time. Big topic. Um, yeah, that's a good thing to, it's a scary thing to talk about. Maybe I don't want to talk about that. Huh, I don't know. But are you sitting with expectations and saying, I'm going to give this a chance? And you have that one choice right there. You have that plate of food in front of you. I'm going to give this a chance today. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to see if I enjoy it. What would I do different? Would I up the level of Parmesan? Would I bring down the Italian seasoning? Would I try fennel with this? Et cetera, et cetera. There's plenty of things you can do to tweak as you go, and you don't have to be a gourmet chef to be on GHM. Good thing. I've had my teenagers go in and just go, oh, these books are already pre-planned. Mom has all the stuff in the cabinet. I literally just go one, two, three, four, five. And the sisters have done so much work for us with those cookbooks. They've already vetted what's going to taste great. And then they go, oh, then if you want something different, just put it differently on your plate with your add-ins and your sauces and so, yeah, you you literally have a choice in front of you. And do you know what happens? After you've made that choice, you get the results of it. You either get upset about that lasagna that you had, and you continue on in your negative negative. Easy for you to say. You continue on in your cakery of negativity. <laughs> or you can say, it wasn't as good as I expected. What would I do next time? And you can make a choice the next time. So you have a choice in every moment. I make a choice. I can go this way with it. I could go this way with it. And you know what happens next? Another small choice comes up and it has to do with your health. I can make this choice. I can make this choice. And the more small choices that you make, it's just like when you're navigating and you get off by a couple of degrees, you can end up way over here mm-hmm. in unhappiness. And I failed again. And this whole THM try wasn't even worth it. And I was just going to go back to the Doritos because they're just easier. And I know that I like those because my brain tells me that I do. Or you can navigate and you can say, I'm choosing this way, this way, this way. And then one day you wake up in your KJ York and you're drinking dandelions in your cup and eating tofu on your plate. And you're like, what happened to my life? Exactly. Exactly. That is so much the reality. Yeah. That is it, literally what it is. It's a, it's a choice now in the moment. Yep. Are you going to choose to love yourself or are you going to choose to continue to cover up what you could be Yeah. by yeah. making a bad choice? And those, and, and that's not to say that there aren't delicious options and that you won't oh, enjoy your food. Oh, totally are. Yeah. But I think so often, like, like you said, we're jumping in expecting lasagna to taste like Stouffer's. And we know after having eaten this way a long time that our way is better, obviously. And ours is way better than Stouffer's. But when you are on the standard American diet, there is some level of addiction to those those chemicals and those the, that bliss point. And so Stouffer's tastes like the ultimate at the time. And when you try to replace that with those noodles with spinach... It's, it's sometimes it's a hard blow and you're absolutely right. It's one small decision at a time and it's intentional. It's taking the BAM cake out and saying, okay, 
This is not going to taste like the world's moistest, softest, spongiest cake with the thickest cream cheese frosting on the planet. It's going to taste like cake made from banana and oats. That's what it's going to taste like. And I'm going to enjoy it. And the more I eat it, the more I'm going to enjoy it. And then you're going to get to the point where you're like, man, I need some bam cake up in here. I haven't had bam cake in a while. It really happens like that. And, and I am a clear example of that eating, like you said, tofu for breakfast this morning and going, wow, this is good. Three years ago, I probably would have not kept that down. <laughs> I would not have eaten tofu for breakfast and gone, hey, this ain't bad. If I that wouldn't have been my reaction. Three years ago, I come to you and I say, you're going to make tofu for breakfast and you're going to drink dandelion tea instead of any kind of coffee. You would have been like, um, I don't know who you are, but get behind me, Satan, because you're crazy. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. But how did your expectations change? For me, it was in the beginning, I also set unrealistic expectations. I got irritated when my food didn't taste my cake. I was like, this, this trimtastic cake isn't a Betty Crocker. Why does it taste so wet? And why does it, it tastes like stevia. I hear people say, I can't eat stevia. It's so bitter. You can, you just have to get used to it. It's just a matter of getting used to these foods. And man, is it worth it? It's worth it because the the little tiny steps lead you to going, wow, I love stevia. Lead you to going, accidentally taking a sip of somebody's sugary drink and going, oh, that's disgusting. I have done that before. I, we always go to Chick-fil-A and I get seltzer and Marin gets Sprite and before I have grabbed hers and taken a swig thinking it was my seltzer because they look exactly alike. And let me just tell you, it is all I can do to keep it down. Like it is horrible. That wasn't the case for me before. I was a 12 pack of Diet Coke a day drinker. And now, I mean, I had a Zevia because I drink mostly water with hydrates in it. I had a Zevia the other day and was like, this is too sweet. I can't drink this. It's just amazing how your taste buds change. But if you walk straight out of your door into the Whole Foods and grab yourself a can of Zevia and a piece of Bam cake and expect it to taste, you know, if that's your expectation, you're going to set yourself up for disappointment and probably failure because when when your expectation is too high and you over and over and over don't meet that expectation, it's when you begin to deviate and you begin to say, I can't live without... You know, I need a Diet Coke. Just it's it's just the weekend. I'm gonna go ahead and have the Diet Coke with my Stouffer's, and then you know there's leftover Stouffer's on Monday, and I'm just gonna go ahead and eat it. And then you gotta you gotta get your body rid of that stuff all over again, and it's just constantly pushing you back and pushing you back and pushing you back. And that's why I mean that's for me why I stay 100% on plan. I don't go off plan because I know for me it wouldn't take me long to get used to those off-plan foods again, I could very quickly get used to a bag of Doritos. I can guarantee the first bite I might go, eh, by bite three, I'm hooked again. I know that about me. I know that as well as I know you're sitting right there. I can't deviate that way. I don't know. I had a point. I just lost it. (sighs) Seems like a good stop in place then. (laughs) So I guess our ultimate goal 
Sorry, go ahead. We would say, we would say you need to clear your mind of unreasonable and unattainable expectations right out of the gate. You need to set small expectations and you need to be willing to say, okay, I'm going to recognize that this is going to be different than anything I've done before. And I'm going to give that a chance. And I'm going to be reasonable about allowing my body and my brain and my attitude to have a chance to adjust itself to what I know is going to be better for me all the way around in the long run. Because, you know, I mean, we're adults. So sometimes we can do, what does that lady say? We can do hard things. Sometimes it's hard to tell ourselves no. Some, some lady, it's like a, it's like a couple of initials. I don't know. Some lady. Yeah. I think she works at a cakery. I'm pretty sure. A cakery. Yeah. She, she makes a cakery here and there, but she makes you know. cakeries at the bakery. <laughs> she makes cakeries. Oh, God. Some right. squaffy lady. She's yep, squaffy. the squaffy lady. All right, friends. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.